Cats Are Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for being here this evening, The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And Jeff is across the table. I am here, and I'm Brent. <laughs> and uh, we're thankful you're here uh, for another Altar Life episode. Continuing on with our parable series. This is episode 8 of our parable series. And tonight we're going to be parked in Luke 19. Um, an episode we're calling uh, Show Me the Money. So, uh, show me the money. <laughs> And uh, the parable of the minas, not the miners. <laughs> this isn't, uh, you know, about the coal mining industry in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a good parable that uh, Jesus told, and uh, we're excited to dig into that this evening. Yeah, we have lots of great music for you, so stick around. I'm really excited, man. We're just flying through these parables, and we're getting a lot out of it. Hopefully you are as well. Let's jump right in tonight. If you have your Bibles, grab them. Open them up to Luke chapter 19, verse 11. This is actually right after the story of Zacchaeus. If you're familiar with that story, talking about how um, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. And uh, he goes into this story. It says he tells him this parable. And a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas or minas, that also could be Amina, not plural. <laughs> it says approximately three months' salary in my Bible. That's pretty, pretty yeah. sizable, especially for a rich guy. Um, said to them, do business till I come. But his citizens hated him, sent a delegation after him, saying, we will not have this man reign over us. So he had to return. Having received the kingdom, he then commanded his servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him and show him the money. He said, show me the money, folks. That he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Isn't it funny that like, you read in the Bible, like they already did like trading back then. Mm-hmm. They talk about banks and interest in trading, and so everybody's like think thinks they mastered e trade and the e trade baby and all that stuff. Jesus <laughs> knew all about that. It's pretty crazy to think about. Um, Business. Yeah. And he said to them, Oh, sorry, and then the first came and said, Master, your Mina has earned ten Minas. That's like a thousand percent, isn't it? Something like that. I think though. I think that's a thousand percent increase. Yeah. That's pretty good. I would like to have a thousand percent increase of my three month salary. That would be awesome. And he said to them, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in very little. Have authority over ten cities. Bam. Turn that one Mina into ten cities. That's like that kid who traded a paperclip on eBay to get a house. Or whatever. Craigslist. <laughs> anyway. Tonight, you know, Jeff kicked it off with you know, the the ruler coming to the first guy and the first guy was like you know he's like show me your money and the guy's like okay well you see this one thing you gave me i turned it into 10 and uh man yeah it's like <laughs> wow he starts with the best guy because it only gets it's only downhill from there but um but i love his reaction you know well done good servant isn't that what we all want to hear from our from our savior you know well done good servant because you were faithful and little i'll give you authority over 10 cities you know and <laughs> It's a, it's huge. It's like, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of st- stuff in this, in this verse. Um, and we'll, we have an whole episode to talk about it, but, uh, you know, it's just starting off with well done. Isn't that what we want to hear from our God? You know, it's just that day. It's like, you know, you've, I've given you all this stuff to be wise steward over and you did a great job. Well done. And, uh, we are in Luke chapter 19, the parable of the Mina, the Mina, the Pinta, <laughs> And the Santa Maria. 
Um, Brent left off talking about the reaction of the master and how we want that for ourselves. Let's put this into perspective. What is it that God has given us? God has bestowed upon us to take care of and says, hey, go and do. If you think about the Great Commission, he says, go and make disciples. You know, there's one. And, you know, there's there's a couple other things that he commands us to do. Be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Um, we have been entrusted to be the ministers of reconciliation, it says in Second Corinthians chapter 5. We have tasks while we're on earth. It's not like we just get saved and then it's party time. And uh, he's given us gifts. There's spiritual gifts that he's given all of us. And he wants us to use them for his kingdom. And he doesn't want us to get... He doesn't want to get to the end and be like, okay, what did you do? I'm like, well, I... I got really good at Farmville uh, <laughs> or Mafia Wars, you know. You know, I got really good at like uh, practicing in my room. <laughs> I didn't go out and do anything, but I got really good at like practicing it, you know. <laughs> um, you know, imagine when he gets back, you see the guys. He's like ten, ten minas. Whoa, okay, that's that's a thousand percent increase. You get a big raise, and we'll give you a house, and we'll give you the city that that house is in. And we'll give you 10 other cities or nine other cities, you know, pretty ridiculous reward. And comparatively, that's what we have to look forward to is the reward based on our works. Like you're like, okay, I took this one and became 10. The reward is 10 cities. You know, that's pretty amazing. Think about the cost of what, 10 meters. If it was three months salary, that's like 30 months, you know, two, two and a half years salary, probably not enough to buy 10 cities, but that's the reward (laughs) that this guy gets. And that's what it's like when we stand before God and he says well done we get ten, the, the value of 10 cities compared to our one Mina or whatever it is <laughs> it's not a fair trade no it's definitely not <laughs> it's funny uh, you know he goes on with the second guy and the guy the second guy only made five the half of it <laughs> jump and he got five cities and, it, and it's interesting the the level of the reward you know is proportional to the amount uh, of profit that they make um, with what they've been given. And, you know, we had the first two servants, you know, the guy who was like the overachiever <laughs> with the 10 um, minas that he was able to turn from one. And uh, the second guy was five from one. And here's the third guy. Another came saying, Master, here is your mina back. Which I have kept put away in this trusty handkerchief in my pocket. And I feared you. For because I feared you, because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. Okay, so here's... This guy's not very happy. Yeah. He's... uh, He's the wicked servant. The other one... The other guys were the faithful, Hey, great job. Uh, this guy's like, look, I was scared of you. I was scared because you are mean. And, um, you know, and, and, and it's interesting because this guy's got a very uh, wrong perception of who this guy, who the ruler is. You know, he, he, he I know, I, this is what I think about you. You're mean, you, you know, you're not loving, you're compassionate. Um, you know, if I took this thing and I blew it, you'd be equally mad at me. So I'm just going to play it safe and uh, I'm not going to do anything. And um, you always get out what you don't put in, and uh, you wicked servant. That was American Idol, I-D-L-E, by Ian Eskelin, talking about not doing anything with what God's given us, or being idle. 
idle hands or the devil's handiwork or playground. Whatever. Workshop. Workshop. Whatever. That's <laughs> just what my mom always told yeah. me. Was, devil's workshop. When I was little. Is he like Santa Claus? He's got little elves. And they're making like toy boxes or toy boxes and stuff. <laughs> making like jack in the boxes that pop out with guns. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. What is going on? Uh, I love that the guy is like, uh, he's almost like spiteful. Like, I, you're a meanie, so I'm not going to let you make money. I don't want you to make money. I bet he was feeling pretty stupid about his decision not to invest the money when he saw that the guy got 10 cities. And then the guy got five cities. And he's like, well, at least I'll probably just get one city. No. Nuh-uh. Nothing. <laughs> the guy gets... So mad, you see his blood boiling. He's like, "What? You did what? You sat on your hands and did nothing? Yeah. Look at all I gave you. I, I gave you the blueprint, the, the the tools, everything, and you just did nothing. That's ridiculous. You put it under your mattress and you just sat there. It's interesting. He he kind of looks at him and says, "You know, out of your own mouth, I'm going to judge you. Like, you think I'm mean? You think that I just, you know, I'm out to get what I don't put into it? You know and." All these things. Even so, if you thought that you should have made an effort, because yeah. at least you could have done is done the safe thing by putting the money in the bank and just collecting a minuscule amount of interest. You know that would have been the actual smartest and safe thing to do. Yeah. But yet you didn't even do that. You know you didn't even do that, and you neglected it. You know he almost like put it and said, "Ah, I'll put this away. I won't deal with it." You know, I'll just kind of let it, <laughs> let it hang out, and uh, I won't treasure it. I won't try to make it, uh, make it profitable in the kingdom. I'm just gonna just forget about it. Yeah, he's like, you should have at least put it in like an orange savings account or something. ING Direct, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. He's like, I put it in a handkerchief away here. And he, there's some people like that. You, you know, know they put the their mattress. money in a jar under the mattress. They're, you know. Someplace safe for a rainy day. You're like, what is that going to get you? It's going to get you a bunch of soggy bills. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I always think it's funny that people like they hold on to things. They're like, uh, I might, I might need it for this, or I might need it for that. And he says, wouldn't that have scared you into action if you knew that I would be mad if you didn't do anything? Right. That's a lame excuse. It's like he was just like thinking off the top of his head or something <laughs> like he's it was just nonsense like, uh i was scared and you know what we often have a have a view of god that's imperfect you know and that's that's warped you know i'm just thinking about this and this guy's reacting to and his excuse is a perception of the ruler which is not true yeah. <laughs> and um how often do we have that perspective and and does an imperfect view of god in our own lives keep us from you know, using the gifts and the things that um, God's given us. You know, we, we've been given spiritual gifts before the foundation of the world. We've been given talents. We've been given things that um, he, cho- he wants us to use for profit in his kingdom. And, you know, do we have, do we let our view of God and our view of the church or the view of um, our ruler to keep us from doing the things that we're called? And using that as an excuse not to not to continue on. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment. Cowbunga. <laughs> and, you know, logically, when you're talking about show me the money, Parable of the Minas, you automatically go to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> T-M-N-T. 
That's right. T-U-R-T-L-E power. I mean, how can you beat talking about turtles in a half shell? Yeah. Or heroes in a half, sorry, heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Um, I think, you know, if you grew up in the generation that we grew up in, Jeff, you can. Yeah. I can still sing the song from the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're the world's Leonardo most fearsome fighting team. Leonardo <laughs> leads. Heroes in a half shell, yeah. and they're green. Yeah. <laughs> Donatello <laughs> does machines. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Raphael is cool but rude. Uh, Michelangelo, oh yeah, he's a party dude. <laughs> and he loved pizza. Yeah, they all love pizza. That was awesome. And the pizza on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles always looked ten times better than actual pizza. It was the best. The cheese was always like gooey, melty deliciousness. I would always get hungry. But the way they'd have pizza, it looked like it had, like, snossages on top. Like, the way they yeah. cartoon depicted it. Like, oh, man. I really like the movie, the very first one. It's really gritty, actually. And the original graphic novel, or whatever it was, was, like, more for adult. I don't know if it was for adults, but it wasn't, like, little kitty show kind of a thing. It was, like, more, like, intense. Yeah. You know, like, violent and all that stuff. And I feel like the first movie's kind of like that. Not that I'm condoning that. But, uh... You think about it. It was just giant turtles. Yeah. Nobody seems to care. You know, I think I secretly want, wish that they were real. I yeah. secretly wish that, like, I could open up the sewer cap on the street and look in there and, like, see Donatello <laughs> waving like, at me. Or righteous. Do <laughs> you have a favorite? Uh, I don't think. I think Donatello. Donatello. Was I yeah. think it was mine, too. That's really funny. Nobody liked Leonardo because he was, like, the goody two-shoes. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, such a nerd. <laughs> Raphael was, like, the the bad guy you know the tough guy michelangelo was just crazy yeah he was just crazy but i didn't really like up, there goes michelangelo being all crazy <laughs> and then there was sensei the splinter mm-hmm. okay turtle led by a, a mouse that just makes no sense and then there's like a giant can opener guy with a big brain also as his <laughs> yeah, nemesis and then the classic villains bebop and rocksteady those oh the yeah, cartoon. that was the best. Rock steady. I forgot. They were cool. I like those guys. Wow. The video games were pretty cool. The arcade style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means pick up the manhole covers and throw them at people. <laughs> they were, they were a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it started so, in some way. You wish they were they were still around. Yeah, it started to go downhill when they got Vanilla Ice in the action, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, Secret yeah. of the Use. No, yeah. it got it got played out. Doesn't definitely, do it but the That's very beginning it, was good. It, it got cool. campy at that point. You're listening to the Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Give What You Got by Delirious. And uh, continuing on with our story tonight, which is what parables are. They're stories with a point, an example. a uh, something Not something to build doctrine on, but an example, a story that with truth alongside. And um, and uh, this, this guy, this wicked servant who... You know, didn't do anything. He even put his money, the money in the bank to collect interest. Didn't even do that, you know. Um, and again, you know, just looking, thinking his master was, and living an excuse of, well, you know, I let my perception of who you were stop me from doing this. Um, and we were talking about that, you know, you know, what kind of perceptions we have of Jesus and or, or our situation. You know, sometimes we're just not... Um, we're, we're, we've got stumbling blocks in front of our eyes and we don't want to step out and do something that we know God wants us to do. Um, whether we're fearful of God, like, you know, so many times where the story's like, the last thing I want to do is be a mission, you know, give my whole life to Christ because, um, you know, I know he's going to send me to Africa, you know, God's just like that. He'll do everything that I I don't want to do. 
um, like God's up there as a mean God ready to take the things he wants for you and make your life miserable. You know, that's not it at all. He loves us. He cares for us. And he wants us to um, to walk in what he has for us because, you know, that's where the blessing is. That's where we're going to be. Um, we're going to be so blessed and be used by him. Just bringing this into, you know, our lives a little bit and opening up being real. I feel like Brent and I have been in a, in a place like this for some time. We've been talking about what God has for us and the gifts that he's given us. And, you know, obviously we get to do this radio show, which is awesome. And we never want to take that lightly, but we're hidden behind microphones here. You know what I mean? Like we do this, but there's a church out there and there's people that we need to reach on a personal level as well. And, um, you know, God's given each of us gifts, some different, some the same. And, you know, it's up to us to hear God's calling and when he's prodding our hearts and saying, Hey, come and find me, you know, I'll work out the details. You come take what I've given you, make it work. And, you know, it's not really anything that he's going to do. I mean, that we're going to do it's, it's everything that he's going to do. And when I read this story, I look at this, these servants and the one that's like, Hey, you know, this guy, he entrusted this to me and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And he just blows it out of the water, man. He gets the 10, tenfold reward you know what i mean and then 10 on that top of that is his own personal reward and uh it's it's just an encouragement to us to take what god has given us and to put it into action and not be lazy and not find the excuses uh, for me i'm just always like well what if i fail or you know what if i fall and then you know i don't want to lead people astray i don't want to hurt people's feelings i don't want to make god look bad <laughs> you know what i mean um and there are just tons of different things that we can come up with for reasons why we don't take God's gifts and put them into action. And this guy came up with one. He's like, oh, I was afraid because you you're mean. <laughs> it wasn't even an excuse. It was like, eh, I just didn't feel like doing it, basically. Because if he was afraid, wouldn't he have? Wouldn't that have been more of an, of an unction or you know of a, an impulse for him to go and do and make things happen? It just doesn't make any sense. And, and I feel like sometimes our excuses are just that. They're... Their excuses for why we can't when God says we can. Yeah, for me, I like. I think I use an excuse for myself of my uh, my time. It's like, oh, I'm too busy for that. You know, I, I I've got and I use put other things that are going on in my life as a as a reason why I can't do what God's asked me to do. It's like, uh, well, you know, I'm working all those hours, or oh, you know, I'm doing all this for you, God, and all this other stuff for you, so I can't possibly do that. Um, excuses, excuses, excuses. And don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Remember, alter is A-L-T-A-R, not E-R. And we would love to hear from you. Email us at shoutout at thealterlife.com. If you go on our website, there is an email box right there. You can just type your message in and um, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear. We're right on top of it, too. I mean, like, we're waiting for those emails to come. So you'll get a response back right away, almost. Brent's like... We got an email. Bam. Reply. So, <laughs> or you can post on our Facebook wall. That's another option. Go on our website. You can like us on Facebook. We got all that social media stuff, work and Twitter and all that stuff. We're not naive when it comes to that stuff. Um, we're going to create our own brand of social networking. I think eventually we haven't come up with a name for it, <laughs> but uh, it'll be awesome. Mark our words. <laughs> Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. Right, that was Legacy by Cutlass. And as we read on, 
you know, he says to the to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to him, Master, he has ten already. Why are we giving him more? It says, for I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And it's like, that doesn't sound fair. I know. It's like the poor, poor people in the world. You know, you're going to like take everything. You know, they have two mites and you're going to take them all. And give them to the guy who's a billionaire, to Donald Trump. Um, I sense capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and all the communists go, what? <laughs> but what he's saying there is really the same concept like in Revelate. The church is a revelation where he says, you know, those who have a he- an ear, let him hear. You know, if, if you've been given something, you know, do something with it. He's basically saying, you know, if, you, if, you've, if you've been given something and, uh, you, and, you, and you're doing something with it, I'm going to give you more. You know, I'm going to be, and it's cool because, you know, if you look back, the first guy, he was given a lot. Um, not because he uh, was stupid with the stuff that he was given, but because he was responsible with it and because he, he um, let it produce fruit and uh and the guy who didn't have didn't do anything with it he was what he did have was taken away you're you're obviously not capable of being a wise steward of what i've given you so i'm going to give it to the guy who yeah. i know is going to do something good with it and um you know and it's interesting because it's kind of a parallel to the kingdom right yeah. so you know here's god who's been giving you things and he, he's given everyone um an opportunity and uh, at some point, you know, he may say, you know what? I've given you this thing. You're not being faithful with it. I'm going to have someone else do it. I'm going to have someone else fill the gap, you know, uh, because you're not stepping up to the plate. Yeah. And, man, what what a losing position you would be if you were that, that guy who, you know, wasted time and ultimately didn't get the opportunity to be used the way God wanted, wanted him to be used. Yeah, I think we read this and our mind bugs out because we have, like, our own selfish you know, perspective on it. It's not rocket science. Like you're like, why would he give the person who already has something more? That makes no sense. If you think about it logically, like totally practically, it's like, okay, if you ask somebody to do something and they drop the ball time and time again, why would you give them something? You would give it to the person that's reliable. Plain and simple. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life. Brent and Jeff. That was Take My Life by Fighting Instinct, a double play just to please you. And take my life. That's what we're talking about tonight. Show me the money. God's saying, hey, I've given all this to you. Show me what you can do. God knows he's given us the the ability to do it. And, uh, you know, the story that we're talking about tonight, the the master's like, hey, obviously it can be done. Because look, the example's been set by these guys. Why were you unable to do it? It doesn't make any sense. And the guy, he digs his own grave. He says, I kept it and put it away. He doesn't say, I worked just as hard as they did, and I just didn't have the reward to show for it. You know, the market was bad, or whatever, you know what I mean? I made some bad investments. No, the guy digs his own grave and says, I didn't do anything. I put it away and sat and did nothing and played video games. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if the story would be different if he said, you know, I really really tried and, and I didn't get anything. It might be, but let's not be the guy that sits on his hands. You're listening to their Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Going back to the beginning of the story, um, you know, this, this, this nobleman, you know, who was going to be the king, 
and and there was citizens who hated him. You know, they didn't. They don't. They said, "We will not have this man to reign over him, reign over us." And then at the end of the parable, it says, "But being here, those enemies of mine, who did not want them to reign over them, and slay them before me." I mean, there's an end to this. Like, you know, this is serious. That these people, these citizens in this story, um, the citizens part of it. You know, they they there's an end to them where they they were unwilling. To let this leader reign reign over them, you know we have a, a kingdom. Uh, there's a kingdom of God, and and our ruler uh, wants to reign over us. And so, you know, it's a parallel of those who just don't want to be reigned over. It's like I don't want to. You're not my king, God. You're not the one in charge. And there's an actual rebellion, you know. And then there's the servants who have been given things to do, and have you know. We have a picture of the good servants, and we have a picture of the ones. That haven't done anything, and they're you know it seems to me that they're the servants, they're they're the body, the body of Christ, and um, and then there's the citizens who just rejected them all, and then the end of that, and you know what, every soul in the world has an opportunity. Um, God loves everyone. I mean, Jesus died for the world, <laughs> and um, everyone has the same opportunity to serve Christ and to love Him and to be in the kingdom and to be one of to be well, you know, to hear well done, good servant. Everyone has had, has that opportunity and you have a decision on what you want to do. You know, you want to fight being reigned over and have an end of being slayed in a sense. Um, you know, or do you, or do you want to be faithful and hear well done, good and faithful servant? I mean, that, that's the choice we have tonight. And, um, you know, don't let, uh, an improper view of God taint your, your opinion, you know, if, you, if you're not sure who Jesus really is, read the word. I mean, you know, the love and grace and the forgiveness that Jesus has is not, he's not a mean man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's the opposite, you know, and he can be mean and in the sense of being fair and just and, and right. And there's a, there's a justice to it, but he's a just man. Um, but he's definitely not mean. Yeah. It's encouraging to me because... I see what's laid out for all of us in the gifts that we have. Everybody has a gift. Nobody's nobody got the short end of the stick. Nobody got coal in their stocking. You know, God has a gift that He's given to everyone, and He's given us the tools to use those gifts. So let's go and do it. Let's not uh, sit on our hands. Until next week, be cool, cats. Live for Christ. Period. Period.